and welcome to Biblical Tapestry Season 6, Episode 13, A Study in the Book of Jeremiah. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. In this episode, we discuss the history of Judah leading up to Jeremiah chapter 7 and a side trip to Jeremiah chapter 22. Well, in 612 B.C., the Assyrians, the ancient enemy of Israel, in whom had already taken the northern kingdom of Israel into captivity about a century earlier, itself was now driven out of its own capital, Nineveh. What was left of the Assyrian government established a capital in exile at Haran. By 610 B.C., the Assyrians were even driven out of Haran by the growing power, as you know who they are, the alliance between the Medes and the Chaldeans, who will be the Babylonians. What remained of Assyria then made an alliance with their former enemy Egypt to fight back. Now the Egyptian king, Necho II, apparently feared the growing Babylonian alliance more than Assyria and marched north, marching through the land of Judah, to join forces with the Assyrians. Now Judah's righteous king, Josiah, for some reason, took exception to this march of Egypt through their land and attacked the Egyptian army at Megiddo in 609 B.C. Judah, and especially Josiah, would pay dearly for this attack. King Josiah was killed, and Judah now became a vassal of Egypt. And for this we start today in 2 Kings chapter 23, starting in verse 24. Moreover, Josiah put away the mediums and the necromancers and the household gods and the idols and all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem that he might establish the words of the law that were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. Before him there were no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, nor did any like him arise after him. Still the Lord did not turn from the burning of his great wrath, by which his anger was kindled against Judah, because of all the provocations which with Manasseh had provoked him. And the Lord said, I will remove Judah also out of my sight, as I have removed Israel, and I will cast off this city that I have chosen, Jerusalem, and the house of which I said my name shall be there. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah, and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In his days Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went up to the king of Assyria, to the river Euphrates. King Josiah went to meet him, and Pharaoh Necho killed him at Megiddo as soon as he saw him, and his servants carried him dead in a chariot from the Megiddo, from Megiddo and brought him to Jerusalem and buried him in his own tomb. And the people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and anointed him and made him king in his father's place. Now Jehoahaz was twenty-three years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamatal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna, not the same Jeremiah. 
And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his fathers had done. And Pharaoh Necho put him in bonds at Riblah in the land of Hamath, that he might not reign in Jerusalem, and laid on the land a tribute of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. And Pharaoh Necho made Elakim, the son of Josiah, king in the place of Josiah his father, and changed his name to Jehoiakim. But he took Jehoahaz away, and he came to Egypt and died there. And Jehoiakim gave the silver and the gold to Pharaoh, but he taxed the land to give the money according to the command of Pharaoh. He exacted the silver and gold of the people of the land from everyone according to his assessment to give it to Pharaoh Necho. The priestly account in Second Chronicles gives us some additional information about this time. We find that in Second Chronicles 35.20. And after all this, when Josiah had prepared the temple, Necho, king of Egypt, went up to fight at Karshemish in the Euphrates, and Josiah went out to meet him. But he sent envoys to him, saying, this was uh, Necho sending envoys, What have we to do with each other, king of Judah? I am not coming against you this day, but against the house of which I am at war. And God has commanded me to hurry. Cease opposing God who is with me, lest he destroy you. Nevertheless, Josiah did not turn away from him, but disguised himself in order to fight with him. He did not listen to the words of Necho from the mouth of God, but came to fight in the plain of Megiddo. And the archers shot King Josiah. And the king said to his servants, Take me away, for I am badly wounded. So his servants took him out of the chariot and carried him to his second chariot and brought him to Jerusalem. And he died and he was buried in the tombs of his fathers. All Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. Notice here in verse 25, Jeremiah also uttered a lament for Josiah, and all the singing men and the singing women have spoken of Josiah and their laments to this day. They made these a rule in Israel. Behold, they are written in the laments. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and his good deeds according to what is written in the law of the Lord in his acts, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Now to chapter 36. The people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and made him king in his father's place in Jerusalem. Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. Then the king of Egypt deposed him in Jerusalem and laid on the land a tribute of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. And the king of Egypt made Elakim his brother king over Judah and Jerusalem and changed his name to Jehoiakim. But Necho took Jehoahaz, his brother, and carried him to Egypt. The death of Josiah in Chronicles notes that Jeremiah uttered a lament for this godly king. Parts of that lament are found in Jeremiah chapter 22. So we will go there today in our study in Jeremiah before we head to chapter 7 in the next episode. And as stated in the introduction of Jeremiah, that Jeremiah was not completely written in a chronological order. So we're going to move around so we can keep it in the chronological order as we study this wonderful book. So we're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 10. Weep not for him who is dead, nor grieve for him, but weep bitterly for him who goes away, for he shall return no more to see his native land. 
For thus says the Lord concerning Shalom, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, who reigned instead of Josiah his father, who went away from this place, he shall return here no more, but in the place where they have carried him captive, there he shall die, and he shall never see this land again. Woe to him who builds his house by unrighteousness, and his upper rooms by injustice, who makes his neighbor serve him for nothing, and does not give him his wages, who says, I will build myself a great house with spacious upper rooms, who cuts out windows for it, paneling it with cedar and painting it with vermilion. Do you think you are a king because you complete, compete in cedar? Did not your father eat and drink and do justice and righteousness? Then it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and needy. When it, then it was well is not this to know me declares the lord but you have eyes and a heart only for your dishonest gain for shedding innocent blood and for practicing oppression and violence therefore thus says the lord concerning jehoiakim the son of josiah king of judah they shall not lament for him saying all my brother or all sister they shall not lament for him saying all lord or all his majesty with the burial of a donkey he shall be buried dragged and dumped beyond the gates of Jerusalem. All right, let's go back to verse 10 here. Weep for him who is dead. Weep not for him who is dead, I shall say, nor grieve for him, but weep bitterly for him who goes away, for he shall return no more to see his native land. For thus says the Lord concerning Shalom, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, who reigned instead of Josiah his father, who went away from this place. He shall return here no more. But in the place where they have carried him captive, there shall he die. He shall never see this land again. It is interesting that God is asked to not lament and weep for Josiah, the godly king, in verse 10. Instead, he wants them to weep for the one taken back to Egypt. That would be, according to verse 11, Shalom, who is the fourth son of Josiah. We know that. Because in 1 Chronicles 3, verse 15, the sons of Josiah, Johanan the firstborn, the second Jehoiakim, the third Zedekiah, and the fourth Shalom. Now Shalom was known by the throne name, the throne name he would be given of Jehoiahaz. He had been chosen by the people to be the successor to Josiah to the throne. Why not the oldest son? Well, why the fourth son? We don't know because there's no explanation is given. It may be that he was chosen because of his anti-Egyptian stance that led very quickly to Pharaoh Necho then deposing him after only three months and then imprisoning him in Egypt. Verse 13 says, Woe to him who builds his house by unrighteousness and his upper rooms by injustice who makes his neighbor serve him for nothing and does not give him his wages, who says, I will build myself a great house with spacious upper rooms, who cuts out windows for it, paneling it with cedar and painting it with vermilion. These verses, 13 through 19 in chapter 21, are an accusation speech against Jehoiakim, Josiah's second-born son. He was made king in his brother's place, by Pharaoh Necho. Remember that Pharaoh Necho had made Judah their vassal, and he changed his name from Elohim to Jehoiakim. 
in Second Chronicles 36.4, And the king of Egypt made Jehelakim his brother, king over Judah and Jerusalem, and changed his name to Jehoiakim. But Necho took Jehoahaz, his brother, and carried him to Egypt. Now Jehoiakim, who was enthroned by Pharaoh, would become a bitter adversary of Jeremiah. Jehoiakim was a cruel, despotic ruler. We see him named here in verse 18. And after being installed by Necho, Jehoiakim built his palace by some unrighteous means. He forced his own people to build the palace and used his position as king for his own purposes, basically slave labor from his own people. He forced his own people to build him a luxurious palace. Verse 15 says again, Do you think you are a king because you compete in cedar? Did not your father eat and drink and do justice and righteousness? Then it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and the needy. Then it was well. Is not this to know me, declares the Lord? Well, we see sarcasm being employed here in verse 15, stating that you are not a king by the amount of cedar you utilize in your own palace. Here's also a contrast being given with his father Josiah, who was a righteous king and treated his people correctly and sided with the poor and the needy. In the Old Testament, to know God means to believe with the heart and body. In other words, the actions of a person showed this knowledge and relationship with God. This is, this is not this to know God, as he says in verse 16. Is this not to know God, is to do the righteous things. Verse 17 says, But you have eyes and heart only for your dishonest gain, for shedding innocent blood, and for practicing oppression and violence. Now the accusation here in verse 17 demonstrated that Jehoiakim had no relationship with God. He was far more like his great-grandfather Manasseh, who shed innocent blood. In 2 Kings 21.16, Moreover, Manasseh shed very much innocent blood till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another. Besides the sin, he made Judah to sin so that they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. All right, verse 18. This is where he's named. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, They shall not lament for him, saying, All my brother or all sister. They shall not lament for him, saying, All Lord or all his majesty. With the burial of a donkey, he will be buried, dragged and dumped beyond the gates of Jerusalem. Some interesting things here we need to explain. Judgment would come to Jehoiakim, and he will not be mourned. He will even be denied the ceremonial burial, it seems like here, and that was considered a curse. It says his body will be dragged and dumped outside the gates of the city like an unclean animal. Well, the actual circumstances of Jehoiakim's demise are a bit different. In 2 Kings 24.1, it says, In the days of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up, and Jehoiakim became his servant for three years. But then he turned, and he rebelled against him. And the Lord sent against him bands of the Chaldeans, and bands of the Syrians, and bands of the Moabites, and bands of the Ammonites, and sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by his servants, the prophets. Surely this came upon Judah at the command of the Lord to remove them out of his sight for the sins of Manasseh according to all that he had done and also for the innocent blood that he had shed for he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood and the Lord would not pardon 
Now the rest of the deeds of Jehoiakim and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Jehoiakim, here we note, so Jehoiakim slept with his fathers, and Jehoiakim, his son, reigned in his place. And the king of Egypt did not come out again out of his land, for the king of Babylon, that would be Nebuchadnezzar, had taken all that belonged to the king of Egypt from the brook of Egypt to the river Euphrates. Now here Jehoiakim slept with his fathers, noting a burial. The only thing we could reconcile here is that when the Babylonians take the city for the final time, they took all the remains of the kings they could find and disinterred them and scattered them on the ground. Also note in Second Chronicles 36.5, Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God, and against him came up Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and bound him in chains to take him to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also carried part of the vessels of the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in his palace in Babylon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and the abominations that he did and what was found against him behold they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah and Jehoiachin his son reigned in his place now this states in Second Chronicles 36 that Jehoiakim was bound with chains to be taken to Babylon but there is no word that he ever was actually taken to Babylon and returned that historical content leads us back to Jeremiah 7 when Jehoiakim became king, this then became the most active period for Jeremiah's ministry. Uh, when Jehoiakim became king, he was a bitter enemy of Jeremiah, as we will see as we follow the book. Jeremiah was still a very young man when Josiah died, probably still about 18 years of age. So, Jeremiah in chapter 7 stands at the gate of the temple uh, as told by God and then gave a scathing message that almost gets him killed. And that is our next episode 14. Hope you will follow season 6 as we continue to follow the career of Jeremiah and the historical accounts around his ministry. Biblical Tapestry is available on Facebook and Instagram and I encourage you to please like and share this podcast if you have learned something new about God's Word. May God bless you this day.